0: Welcome to the Crazy Happy Mindshift Podcast, your podcast for personal growth and becoming the best version of yourself. My name is Jennifer, and um, I'm so excited to talk to you again. And I'm so grateful that we're going to spend some time together. I hope you're doing well, and yeah, today is actually um, a very exciting episode because it's the first time that I um, had a guest on and oh wow she was uh, such an amazing guest and you will love her Um, her name is chloe Uh, she's the founder of the divine heart where she guides meditations offers readings and um, what's really cool is um, that she also has her own meditation circle that she hosts um, every sunday via zoom where people can join and i'm going to join actually (laughs) this sunday and i'm already excited because um yeah meditating with other people is such a special and um sacred experience i did it once at a personal growth festival that i went to last year and it was yeah really beautiful and um but she she's also on top of that a singer and artist and this conversation was just beautiful. She shared so much of her wisdom and she's so knowledgeable about meditation and I also learned a lot from her and I hope you will do you will as well. And yeah, I have to say that I'm a bit sorry for the audio quality of this episode because um we yeah, talked via Zoom and somehow my internet or yeah, the signal was uh, really bad and then it broke off um, two or three times but uh, in the end it luckily worked and um, yeah but it's totally fine to listen to and yeah but it first starts with her introducing herself and then it continues with another topic but yeah it's totally easy to understand everything (laughs) and um, yeah I'm just so grateful and I felt so happy during this episode and after it and I hope that you will take so much value and all the tips uh, she shared uh, for yourself and the most important thing is um, that this episode finds its way out into the world and that's also where what this podcast is actually about, about authenticity and um, yeah, embracing your true self and that's the perfect example that um Yeah, not everything went smoothly, but um, yeah, it's just important that it reaches um, your ears and (laughs) hearts. And yeah, I'm so um, happy for you that you're going to listen to it. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. (laughs) Well, happy and grateful to have you on the podcast. And um, yeah, we just... um... You're welcome. Maybe just present yourself um, to listeners and um what you're all about and especially I was interested um yeah why you uh, found personal growth and how that all came came about and also uh, meditation especially. <laughs>
1: okay. okay. So um so to start off, I'm Chloe and um I am the creator of the Divine Heart which is um, kind of my spiritual offering to the world. Uh, And it does encapsulate meditation. Um, It also encapsulates uh, art and music because that's something that um, I like to give and something that comes very naturally from me. And for me, all of those things come from the same place. So there's not one Chloe for singing, one Chloe for art, one Chloe for meditation. They're all from the same thing, um, and um, yeah, I offer meditation uh, sessions, um, my divine circle meditations, um, and I offer I offer uh, recitals. So I do singing recitals that um, use my my art, my intuitive art as well, and they're usually on a theme. So at the moment, I'm doing one called Journeys of the Heart, which is about um like the the heart's awakening basically um and i've created different paintings a series of paintings for that um and a recital program where i'm going to be singing uh, in a gallery and people are invited to walk around and um obviously listen to me sing at the same time but really be immersed in the art as well um Yes, Uh, there was another, what was the other question? Oh yeah, how did I get into personal self-growth? Was that what it was? Yeah,
0: exactly, and especially meditation. But it's also so beautiful that you're so creative because I saw that on your website and I even uh, listened to a recording and you also wrote that you're an opera singer and it was so beautiful. Yeah.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So I got into um, spirituality and personal growth because um honestly, it's just who i've always been, um, and it's kind of recently that I decided that i couldn't I couldn't have separate parts of myself I could only only be me so <laughs> so I had to make that, I had to make that choice um, and before I was trying to do a normal job. <laughs> Uh, yeah. people <laughs> being the kind yeah. of me like separate. Um, but I just found that I couldn't I couldn't do that anymore because that's not being authentic or being who I really am. Um so so yeah, I just ever since I've been little, I've I was I was that child who who would see things that other people didn't see or and feel things that other people didn't. And um and I just I mean, I and I never lost it. It just stayed with me always. Um, and so now I have harnessed and used those gifts to help others. Um, because I can't I can't run away from it. I can't pretend that's not me. Um and, and as you know, when you do run away from those things, they end up coming to find you anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, we talked about um yeah, feeling a bit um different, like already as um, as children, and um, yeah. probably also that you um, yeah, sense other people's emotions pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you mean like being an empath? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, I, would, I would say that definitely I, I am an empath. Um, I don't think I wanted to be an empath for a really long time because uh sometimes it can be quite overwhelming. Um so, I mean, as you probably know being one as well. <laughs> um but uh I I just always felt like I needed to detach myself as a um as a child and as an adolescent. Um so I put up a lot of walls and I think that was probably a survival mechanism my my brain did to try and uh, make it so that I didn't I, would, I didn't feel so overwhelmed all the time uh, with feeling everyone else's feelings um, and also with feeling and seeing things that, uh, you know, other people couldn't see um, or feel like different energies, uh, let's say in a house or in a room or things like that, um, which obviously I'm able to understand and able to, um, not control, control's the wrong word, but um, I'm able to process them better now as an adult because i've opened myself up to things rather than pushing them away but um yeah i think that's really it's really important to to really own as you said authentically who you are um and accept that if you are an empath you're an empath and that's a beautiful thing
0: yeah definitely because um i used to not like it so much because Um, I like there was a time in my life where I wanted to fit in where I wanted to go to all these parties and then it's very loud and very crowded so many people Um, and but then I realized that it's just not my thing and that it actually drains me more because when there are also so many people surrounding you um, there are all these um, different energies and I always feel much better when I get to decide like who I spend time with if you know what I mean
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I, do. yeah, I think um for me personally because you said that you're INFJ, fj yeah um and I, because i'm e which is extroverted um yeah. i think this, the strange thing for me i suppose is that um so the example you just gave i feel like i thrive more in settings with lots of people <laughs> even though um i am uh, an empath um but if somebody has very strong toxic energy or negative energy, or if I go into a house that I, for whatever reason, I still don't know why this is. Um, it has a lot of, uh, let's say, remnants of toxic energy or negative energy in it. Um, I, it overwhelms me. Like it, it makes me feel ill. Um, so I suppose in that sense, um, like you said, you need to, you don't want to be in a room with so many people. I I honestly can't deal with being in a room with people who are very toxic um, because I feel like I'm absorbing all of it almost. And I'm trying to, um, I suppose, like help them energetically. It's like you're trying to help them just with your energy without even speaking to them, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is (laughs) draining. But yeah, so um, no, I I feel like now as an adult, I'm able to... um, to use that energy better um but yeah as a as a younger person I just honestly I just completely detached from it I I just decided nope I don't I don't want anything to do with that and so I just effectively shut it all down um which uh as you said when you try and fit in when you're younger um I thought if I shut everything down all of like my gifts as it were then um I can just be normal and uh and do what everyone else is doing which seems to make everyone else happy um but then obviously it didn't make me very happy at all so yeah
0: yeah that's also something that i learned that um the most important thing is that you are happy and yeah of course uh, some people like your parents or some of your friends um maybe they want you to be a certain way but then actually they also don't because when you're not happy um like yeah, in In most cases, <laughs> and, um it also doesn't then really make them happy and if they say that you shouldn't do something, it's basically not because they're mean people, but they're projecting their own fears onto you um, mm. because yeah. they would be worried um if they did it, so they're like most people are um saying things or um, speaking from their own perspective, and if they say things like okay. You shouldn't do it, or you can't do it, or you shouldn't be that way. It's, um, they're often actually talking about themselves. That's like what happened in my from my experience. Yeah, no, I
1: can I can totally see that, and unfortunately, I have seen it with lots of people um, that people around them try to project what they want onto them. Um, something that I do that helps me energetically is uh, if I do feel like I'm in the space with people who are giving me toxic energy, whether that may be them trying to tell me what they think I should be doing and it's in a quite a negative way or whatever, um, I mentally, uh, I visualize that there's a, uh, let's say an energetic rope that is linking me and that person. And usually I find that it's linking to the solar plexus chakra. um, Mm -hmm. And what I do is I... I literally imagine that I'm pulling from my cellular plexus chakra. Um, I'm unhooking them from it because it it, honestly, for me, it feels like grappling hooks. It feels very strong, like they're really holding me. Um, And so I just energetically unhook from them and I let the hooks fall away. Um, and I really tune into how I feel inside, so how I feel, not what they feel, what their energy is trying to tell me, but what my energy is trying to tell me, because I don't think a lot of people realize if you're an empath, that like you think a lot of your feelings are your own, feelings of sadness um, or anger, or just when you're not feeling right. And actually, they're not actually your feelings. It's, it's you taking on everybody else's. And you have to get used to being able to reach down and uncouple yourself from whoever it might be um, and then realise how your own authentic feelings feel underneath. Um, And that's quite an empowering thing to do as an empath, I think.
0: Oh, wow, that's such a good tip. (laughs) So amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so important to detach yourself because that's also something that is sometimes it almost um, then feels like your energy and their energy is merging, but it's mm-hmm. so important to stay grounded and um, yeah, just be um, with yourself and very centered. And I also um, remember that I did some um, chakra meditations, but I can't really remember what the solar plexus chakra stands for. Do you know that by any chance?
1: Yeah, so the solar plexus chakra is all about um, you moving forward and trusting yourself. Um, And if you have um, energy that is negative coming from someone else, it's going to constantly undermine you, which is why it's going to be in that energy center of you trusting yourself and whether or not you can move forward in your life and in your own feelings and thoughts. Um, And so, yeah, that's why it really attacks. That area, um, and also, I mean, you know, when people talk about having a knot in their stomach, um, and yeah. it, it's that kind of feeling when, or when someone says something nasty to you, and it's like someone's punched you in the stomach, and it's in that area, isn't it, that you feel it?
0: Yeah, it's exactly in that area. Yeah, it's like um, a little bit up from your belly button.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like about—is um, what your diaphragm is. It's underneath your yeah. ribs. Yeah. So yeah. About yeah about three fingers up from your belly button maybe I suppose it depends on everyone's abdomen, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah so um yeah I, I I mean personally for me um as a as an empath that really really helps um and if we're uh talking about meditation with it um honestly when I started meditating properly. And um, when I say properly, I mean actually committing myself to it, not just doing it whenever I remembered, you know, once every month or something, (laughs) Um, but actually committing myself to it. Um, I found that the biggest change for me was that I started to trust myself And I started to live more within my own body. um, And I was more authentic with who I was because I trusted myself. Um, I find that's the biggest gift that meditation gives me. I mean, you can say your meditation is great for relaxing. It's great for de-stressing and for calming you. And I completely agree. I mean, I need that after a long day too. Um, But uh, if you want to move to the next level in terms of... um, you know, believing in yourself and your own power, um, and moving forward in your life, meditation is it, you can use that to, uh, start to become your true self.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I also, I, I can't imagine, uh, living without meditation anymore. It's um, become one of those habits that I do every single morning, and if like once per month or yeah, once every two or three months, <laughs> I uh, miss it. I can really feel how this is also affecting me during the day that I don't feel as centered. And do um, you also sometimes have these experiences where you meditate and you're somehow so aligned with yourself and feeling this, um, yeah, just love <laughs> within yourself that you almost um, like cry in a positive sense because it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. That's wonderful. No, I completely
1: agree. And that just shows how much you trust yourself and how within your own body you are. I think a lot of us don't realise how disassociated we are yeah. uh, with, with ourselves and with our situations and the world. And it's dangerous because you're trying to look at your life um, as an outsider, but you're living it. So how can you, you how can you do that? You can't. You're you're going to end up living a half life, which yeah, I suppose is else. why. Yeah, yeah. Which I suppose is why so many people feel so um, dissatisfied with with their lives because they're they're not really living it. They're they're trying to look at themselves uh, from the third party view. So um, if you're meditating um, every morning, like you said, you are, you're going to start getting into the habit and into a practice of actually being present within yourself Um, and the whole thing about the breathing um, and really feeling the feelings that come and arise within you as you meditate it's all part of you saying to yourself oh hey it's okay for me to be here to be inside of myself and to be present with my heart Um, and it's not actually as scary as I thought it was going to be
0: yeah, that's so true that you finally um, feel safe within yourself and um, mm-hmm. maybe to, like for some of the listeners, because I'm sure that not everyone is meditating. Um, I think yeah. it's just something that um, yes, yeah, so many people can still discover for themselves and Yeah, I'm always so happy when I hear about people who then finally, like, started meditating and are really benefiting from it. Um, But do you have any tips for, um, yeah, total beginners in meditation?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I do. I actually, I I have tons. (laughs) I'll try and keep it succinct. Um, So (laughs) so, um, the first thing I would say uh, is that i think people believe obviously there's many different types of meditation that i have to get that one out of the way um yes we have wonderful apps that you can meditate with um that is one type of meditation and i really need to make that very clear to everybody because um when i first started meditating i honestly typed in on youtube uh, beginner men- meditation and Um, I suppose it was just complete luck of the draw, the type of meditation I happened to choose. Um, And if I'm going to be meditating with one of those apps, it's mostly um, breathing and mindfulness style meditation, um, which is kind of um, the type of meditation that just allows you to notice your breath and to quieten your mind a little bit. That's mostly what I would say mindfulness meditation does, Um, which which is great. And lots of people love that. And that's great. And I'm sure everybody here listening will find their own style of meditation that they like. Um, The type of meditation that I really enjoy is uh, more of a journeying and a shamanic style of meditation. Um, So obviously you work with the breath at first. And uh, I have to say, even if you're a beginner, there's no real style that you, that you shouldn't do first. <laughs> you can do any style you like. Um, but I personally really enjoy uh, the journeying shamanic style, visualization style of meditation, because I find that if I just do the breathing, like focusing on my breath, um, noticing the sensations and all of that, um, I kind of hit a wall eventually where I'm like, when am I going to go deeper? It's like my soul is calling for me to go deeper and saying, hey, we've got messages for you. We want to give you some more. Um, And we can't do that if you're only focusing completely on your breath for 10, 15 minutes. Um, So personally for me, that's why I need to journey. I need to go deeper within my soul and um, allow those messages um, and those beautiful images and things to come to my mind because they really inspire me. And that's what that's what makes me excited so if you're a beginner I would say you don't have to um tie yourself down to one type especially if it's just the breathing type and think why is this not working for me because that might not be the type that that works for you you can go on YouTube you can um you can go to my page (laughs) and um and have a look and see what type of meditation you enjoy because it might not be the one that is the most popular, you know, on on the the iTunes app.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh wow, because I had um the exact same experience with meditation. So first I also tried out this uh, mindfulness and with all these apps like um Calm or Insight Timer, but Um, Yeah, it couldn't really get me as deep as these um, shamanic meditations you're talking about where you, uh, I don't know, like you really go on a journey and then you see a castle and um, like your spirit guides are talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all your um, feelings and emotions are cleansing and I don't know, all of these um, things, they they are they're also so much more powerful to me also with um, like spirit animals and you really uh, then you really visualize it in, in your head and you're like wow uh, yeah you feel like in a whole different world and um, it also gives me a totally different feeling after I meditated um, as opposed to um, just focusing on my breathing for me it also makes yeah. a difference
1: I, I do think that a lot of those apps, even though they are wonderful and a lot of things that they put out, I find really useful. Um, but I find them useful for very specific situations. And I think that they are, um, they're making these meditations specifically for people who are incredibly stressed. So people who have insomnia and people who uh, find it very, very difficult to, to turn off, their critical inner monologue which i know we all do but i think sometimes when people go a little bit too far with um their inner monologue it can start to impede the rest of their life so those kinds of meditations with those apps are great because they're very short and you just remind people hey you're here in your body everything is okay um, and it gives them a chance to breathe again um you know without hyperventilating which is wonderful but then if you're already at an okay kind of state of mind and you'd like something that uh, brings you a deeper sense of meaning, then that's when um, the shamanic and the visualization type meditation works really, really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, w- I would really recommend doing those if you're that, that kind of person um, because you will get so much out of it, so many messages and, and it will just start to really open you up um, to to what what's out there basically
0: yeah, you can use it for so many things, like um finding your or like being your higher self by envisioning how you look like, how you feel how, uh, during the day mm. and everything how you how other people are reacting to you, um, but also, I uh, like to use these kind of meditations for like um, yeah attracting things into my life, like these um, law of attraction meditations they also work best. Of course, like when you visualize things, that's what it's all about. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I found as well, um, I'm sure you use them in the law of attraction meditations actually, but when I'm meditating, near the end of my meditation, I will always start to use affirmations um, because I feel like in that last quarter of my meditation, that's when my heart is at its most open and I feel like I'm able to truly embody those those affirmations. And obviously you can use affirmations for uh, manifestation Um, and really, really believing and being able to visualize that those affirmations are real and that they will come true. Uh, Because sometimes right at the beginning of a meditation, um, you you need a little bit of time to settle into it. Sometimes your ego is a little bit stronger, and you need to have that time to breathe a bit, to trust yourself, to be within yourself. And that's when you can start using the affirmations and um, visualizing the things that you want for yourself, uh, because you're more open to it at that stage.
0: Uh, that's a really good idea, because um, I've also been using um, affirmations, but um, I've mostly been um, I've mostly written them down in my journal like every morning. <laughs> um, yeah. But- yeah, but I never had the idea to do it um, like right at the end of a meditation or in the last quarter. And you're so right because in the first quarter, um, yeah, your ego really is stronger, and um, you first have to get into that state where also your um, brain waves are different and you feel more relaxed. Yeah. And um, because. I always feel like I can't really visualize things well or, yeah, then also track them into my life if I'm still in that state where my mind is um, so active, uh, like worrying about things that could happen during the day. And if you've already overcome that threshold and you're more um, relaxed and at peace, I can, yeah, it's actually a really good idea to also incorporate that, um, like at the end of your meditation or towards the end, so. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think it was and that's okay. for everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think it's um i I would say as well, like just i mean I'm sure people do this anyway, um probably preaching to the choir here, but I'll, I'll I'll just say things that help me anyway um so I tend to do a few breaths, like uh inhalations and exhalations, so I'll tend to do either five or ten and um my, my magical tip that uh, I like to do is I imagine uh, a golden line that runs all the way through me, uh, connecting me to the earth, and then all the way up through me, through all of my chakras, um, up through my crown chakra to the heavens, and I breathe up and down this line. And I do that for about 10 breaths, 5-10 breaths. Uh, depending on how how much breathing i need (laughs) that day um and that imagining my inhalations and my exhalations going up and down this line is a wonderful point of reference for me to calm my inner uh my inner talk because that's something that my mind can um focus on but it's also a beautiful image that i feel really awakens like the glow and the beautiful energy that's within me um, because gold is a color that really resonates with me. So I imagine my breath going up and down this golden line and I feel like it wakes up every, I don't know, divine part of my body. Um, and th- that really, really helps me.
0: Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. And you you don't only imagine it um, going through your body, but also like totally like up, there's no limit, like up uh, to... Uh, the heavens and down to the Earth, like roots, basically, like yeah. connecting yeah to yeah. the earth <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: like true connection and like I, I promise um, that if you start really feeling that connection and as you said, you practice every morning, um, if listeners like practice, um, you know it doesn 't have to be at the same time every day, but if you try to practice consistently, whatever that means for you it will start to become a habit for you. And such a habit that for me now, um, I feel like I can be in walking meditation. So when I'm walking through life, through my day, I feel like I am in a meditative state a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, which has honestly changed my life because um, this is when I feel the most like myself the most authentic version of chloe is when i was in that meditation state and now i can do it in in a wakeful way <laughs> as well as you know sitting on the mat
0: yeah i can totally relate because sometimes um i now also have this that i wa- like i walk um yeah through my day or just on the streets or i'm anywhere basically and many mm-hmm. things can happen but i'm still um able also to view things from a neutral standpoint and I think that's also what meditation um yeah really is about or also helps you with is um not becoming too attached um to your thoughts um both like positive and negative but especially like the negative ones that you don't get so immersed in that story but that you can see that you are the perceiver like you watch your thoughts and I don't know it also makes me um so much more relaxed during the day and then I sometimes just um yeah just perceive the things around me and don't feel as stressed and yeah it really has an impact um on your daily life as well which is beautiful
1: yeah no I completely agree it really really does people don't understand this as meditation it's it's not a separate part of your day. It's not, uh, let me meditate now. That was nice. Now I'm going to go back to the same thought processes that I had previously. Um, if you do it consistently, it, you are your habits. You are your habits. So if that's your habit to meditate, you will start to become more of that person you are when you meditate. It's just the, the rule of your mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so which is amazing um and i mean you know you don't need to beat yourself up up about it it's not like you know you must make yourself in this way it will just gradually start happening the more that you meditate and the more that you um trust yourself to be that kind of person you don't need to control everything um and, oh gosh i mean that was a, a lesson i had to learn so much i'm probably still learning it now <laughs> um, you know control is not necessary like let divine timing happen let the the divinity of you like the beautiful energy you have within you radiate from you and choose where your life is going to go because it's only going to go in a wonderful direction if you just let it all flow
0: yes Wow, yeah, I can also totally, (laughs) I also totally agree with that, because um, we are kind of conditioned by society to, yeah, control everything and say, okay, at this age, I'm going to do this, and basically, um, everything out, then I go to college, have a normal job. And I always feel if we control ourselves too much, um, we we are not open anymore for, um, yeah, for synchronicities or for Um, other things to happen to us and to come into our lives because we're already blocking them from even happening
1: happening that's so true yeah exactly i completely agree with you and i feel like that that thinking that we're conditioned to do is a really yang way a masculine energy way of thinking um and personally for me i don't know if you agree with me on this that meditation for me is me living more in my yin feminine energy and allowing the cycles of life to happen. Um, Finding out about the divine feminine was the biggest wake-up call of my life because I was living such a yang energy mindset uh, for the entirety of my adolescence up to, you know, into my early 20s. And, um, And it made me so unhappy because I never felt good enough. Because it was, it, it was such a disconnect. I'm not a very yang energy person. Nobody can be more, you know, too much yin or too much yang. We have to be a, a mixture of both. But I think for, for me personally, I have to always think, okay, let's think back to yin energy. How, how would I feel about this if I thought about it in a cyclical way, um, in a more divine feminine way? And that's what brings me back to being myself and to home and a meditative state.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in general very much in my yin energy, but at the same t- but yeah, now I am, but at the same time, uh, also up until like a few years ago, I also wasn't so much because um, I think the whole world is too much in that yang energy. That's why I feel like yeah. um, COVID, um, it can also have like positive impacts on our society because people, learn to slow down and also to not only think about being productive all the time and um stronger better faster (laughs) and really taking a step back because i also personally know women who don't embrace their yin energy at all and they're also like so much in their yang that they even say oh i wish i was taller i wish um I was, yeah, that they had like even more of these um, male characteristics because it's um, seen as something positive by society, but, but really also honoring our um, cycle as, as women and also not seeing it as something negative or weak um, was also such an important um, breakthrough for me personally. And yeah, also not putting myself under so much pressure.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, so true. And I think if you're a driven person, you can fall into the trap of, of that a whole yang energy dream of, um, you know, if you just work a little bit harder, if you just do everything a little bit more, you'll be better and then you'll be happier and everyone will accept you in the way you want them to. And I don't know how it's peddled to us. It must be peddled to us through the media and uh, socially, but I mean, we're all under it as women. I mean, as you said, There's a lot of women out there who are trying to be things that they're not. Um, And and it's painful. And the thing is, when I talk about feminine energy, uh, for me as a feminist, I I had to really think about this because uh, I thought, oh no, but if I'm more feminine, then surely doesn't that mean that I'm not striving to be equal to men? And, and do everything that I want to do um, as a woman. But actually it doesn't because you have toxic masculinity, but you also have mature, good masculinity. And equally, you can have toxic femininity, immature femininity, which is women, that the whole thing of um, us as women playing ourselves down, pretending to be little girls um, and, uh, you know, overly sexualizing ourselves in order to get the value of other people and men Um, and and it's those kind of traits that we can fall into uh, the pattern of thinking oh that's what femininity means oh and that's what masculinity means it's not there's a mature version of both of those things and it's important for us to balance them both to become the most evolved beautiful uh, versions of ourselves
0: Yeah, it's so important what you said. (laughs) So why is because um, I also sometimes think about it um, and it also, of course, has something to do with self-worth because if you think that the way you are is somehow not good enough, I think that's often when we develop this um, toxic energy or too much of yang. But at the same time, as you said, there's also this... um, yeah toxic energy um that's related like when there's when you're too much in that yin energy and it's also not balanced because um i personally i'm a woman i love my body (laughs) and i've somehow for some reason i've always loved my body (laughs) and um it's i always felt weird um, talking to other girls because they also of course uh, sometimes wanted me to say especially while growing up oh yeah I also don't like my body or wanted um, me to engage in these conversations um, where everyone is putting themselves down and thinking oh yeah my body's not good enough or I'm not yeah not skinny enough basically or I um, have to be sexy for men or something that i'm actually not or i'm only wearing this to please men or other people in general and i think Mm -hmm. that this is also such an important thing um, to overcome because it can really hold yourself back because you're always putting yourself down or you're trying to be somebody else and also like um through I don't know, makeup, clothes, plastic surgery. I mean, everyone should do what they feel most comfortable with. But if you only do it to please other people uh, or especially to yeah, attract men, um, it's definitely so important to uh, work on your self-worth. And then I reflect and thought, oh, it's actually sad that I feel weird as a woman uh, who loves her body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. true. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That's amazing the way yeah, the the way you can think about that. I mean I mean it's wonderful that you that you have this innate feeling of self-worth for your body. That's a be- beautiful thing. Um and yeah, it's it is strange, isn't it, how that's uh that's not normal.
0: Yeah, you almost feel safe to say it because it's unfortunately uh, it's very sad, but it's more normal to say like, oh, I don't like my body or, you know what I mean? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, self-worth is uh, the, the. I feel like it's the most foundation stone that you need in your life uh, in order to grow.
0: And it's, it's so strange
1: because it's like when you realize it, when you kind of get a taste of it and you think, oh my goodness, I am good enough. Like everyone here listening, you are good enough. Just your unique expression of who you are is the most beautiful, perfect thing that anyone could ever imagine because it's you and nobody else is the same as you. That's incredible. It's absolutely perfect. And when you have a taste of that and you finally realize it and you, you quieten that inner critic for one minute and you realize, oh my goodness, I am okay. I'm more than enough. I'm wonderful. It's like so many um, amazing possibilities open up for you immediately. You suddenly think, oh my goodness, the world, the world is open to me. I can do what I want to do and not have to look back over my shoulder all the time, wondering when people are going to find me out or <laughs> that I'm an employer or, or, or whatever it is. It's, it's such a magical thing. And the more we promote it and the more, like you just said, that you, you believe it and that you're happy to tell other people, I love my body. I, I, don't know, I love my singing voice. I love who I am. I love what I do in my job. I think I'm amazing at my job. The more you say things like that and you allow yourself to feel that heart glow when you say it, you're not just saying it, um, you know, just for the sake of it, you're actually feeling it oh my goodness, you will change other people's lives because they'll see you um, and they'll think, oh, if, if she's doing it, it, maybe I'll try it and maybe it might be okay for me to say it. We need trendsetters. We need people out there who are willing to put, their, p- put themselves on the line and say, hey, I don't care how this is going to sound to everyone else because I feel it and I know it's coming from a place of love. So I'm going to tell everyone how wonderful I am and I don't care. <laughs>
0: yes oh my god 100 percent. it's so true because that's what i'm um doing basically <laughs> by just yeah. um yeah being myself living like my authentic truth now and then i always hope like there's this um yeah part inside of me and you phrase it so perfectly um that always helps to inspire um For example, other girls who are still in that state where they are constantly looking over their shoulders and worrying about other people's opinions or that they should be a certain way. And yeah, I always hope that, um, yeah, more and more people develop this and that it creates this um, positive ripple effect in society that people see, oh wow, it's uh, possible to be yourself and to embrace it and be proud of it as well. And um, yeah, that you, inspire other people to do the same. And um, when we were talking about not fitting in, I think one of the reasons is also when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of um, female friends or I was never part of like these typical like girls groups, like talking about Mm -hmm. being different. (laughs) And it's also um, probably one of the reasons because I was hanging out more with guys or with girls who were not so concerned um, about their appearance and things like that. Um, so it's also really important um, also right now um, to yeah, really see who you're surrounding yourself with. And if there are people who are um, yeah, basically projecting their own fears onto you, um, of course you, you should help them <laughs> if that's possible. Mm-hmm. But also um, have these boundaries because then I had one friend in my fir- like first two years of college and I was with her like I went with her on a trip um, to Bali and um, that was during like a semester abroad that I did in Thailand and I couldn't really eat the food there so I had food poisoning (laughs) and (laughs) And, um, I lost so much weight and I'm already pretty like skinny naturally Uh and but then she said because um I don't know why but she said yeah but you could even be skinnier and that's the first time I ever felt in my life this toxic energy that comes um yeah. by women who are not supporting other women but um, yeah also projecting their insecurities on others and yeah that's why it's so important to um yeah have more women who are like that and Um, Who also discover this um, side about themselves because I think that's also the future. I really hope that, like, um, yeah. yeah. I think it is. I think it is going to
1: be the future. I mean, I really hope so. I mean, I do have to say, from being an opera singer, when uh, opera was my my main career, um, unfortunately, it's a stage industry, and for whatever reason, stage industries are. So toxic, the people in them, I think it's the competition aspect. Everyone's always maybe feeling they're in competition with everybody else. Um, But I mean, after a while, it became so draining on me. Um, I just never felt like I could be myself. Uh, And it, it was it was almost painful. I had to really psych myself up to go for rehearsals, to go and to do the thing that I had always dreamt of doing and it and it was painful to do it literally just because of the energy that was around all of these people um and i think uh one thing that if people are in professional uh careers listening to this um and if you're in professional careers that are very competitive it doesn't have to just be the stage industry um i really do think that there's this there's this really toxic thing that happens where People feel that they need to give tough love in order to get results, and that if you are tough enough, if you have a thick enough skin, then you'll be good enough, and you'll rise to the challenge and the occasion, and everyone will love you because of it, and you're the one who's worthy of whatever it might be—a job promotion, the role, whatever it could be. Um, and I just feel like that's that's terrible. <laughs> I think it's it's creating um, people who disassociate regularly because they can't, they don't want to be inside their bodies because of the, the constant criticism that they get, which is supposed to be helping them in some way <laughs> from people who are above them, people who mentor them even. Um, and I, I personally really would like to see that change um, in, in our industries because uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's terrifying that we think that's okay, that kind of yang. The young mentality of okay if i push you hard enough you'll break and then that means that you'll be good enough
0: wow well, yeah, that's, that's so terrible oh i hate it actually oh <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> it <laughs> because um i'm naturally um yeah i'm not a very competitive person or even mm. when i lose in a game i'm like yeah okay whatever <laughs> you know what i mean but i still uh, yeah accept. i i love to succeed but I never tie my self-worth to that so because some people they lose just in a board game and they will get so frustrated and they're so overly competitive and I studied mm-hmm. um yeah business and economics like as my first degree then I went into like foreign languages and cultures which um suit me much better but and my right. first degree also when I did um internships um I I remember I uh, applied for an internship and (laughs) I resigned after one day and then found another one where I stayed for the three months. But I Mm. remember arriving at this company and like nobody really said hello to me. And I'm like super like happy um, and positive. I'm like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. And everyone is like, oh my god like who is she like everyone uh like on their desk and uh working and i don't know i felt so i just uh, felt so misunderstood or especially like this um yeah that that when people are so cold to you <laughs> towards you um yeah it just feels horrible so i can i totally uh, know what you're talking about and then i I just uh, already wanted to turn right back, like go right back and go uh, through yeah. the door and outside again, but um yeah, that's and then that's all that was only two years ago, so I was already doing personal growth like up and like mm-hmm. when I had done this um be, like before, if I had done this internship, I would have probably been the one who would still have stayed, even though I could already feel the bad energy, like really toxic negative mm-hmm. energy, nobody really like not not even smiling at you or anything and yeah yeah and i remember like everyone was sitting like we were all sitting then on our computers and nobody was saying a word and i just felt this like really cold and bad energy <laughs> and then i said something like um is it normal uh, here that uh, people don't talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> that they were like they were looking at me like oh my god okay she's so weird and I think yeah. be like that because if you're a kind person or if you're like emotional and um yeah you're just you're actually excited to meet everyone <laughs> and nobody's yeah. reacting it's so horrible <laughs> I yeah I completely
1: agree with you but I, like if I swear people think that something really bad has to happen to them in order for them to leave a job or a situation. But that's amazing that you did one day and you were like, no, this is a complete disconnect for me. I do not align with this at all. So I'm going to go for something better.
0: Yeah, and everyone said, oh, wow, it's so brave. Um, Now you have to find something else. But then somehow I think the universe wanted me to have this experience because then only one week after that, I found another internship where people were like really kind, like a really, um, yeah, much nicer company culture and like the exact opposite, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I know from uh, a lot of my friends that work in the city, um that you know it's very similar to um my experiences in opera you know with people being as you said really cold uh just downright nasty quite often (laughs) and apparently people are just supposed to take that (laughs) which i just find mad i mean now that um i'm i trust myself more i'm i'm more in my power i feel like if something like that happened um that i I would be okay with walking away or uh you know just just saying well i, I don't have to deal with this, but I don't have to <laughs> nobody has to um and but, you know when you're younger or when you're not in your power and you're not really truly feeling your own emotions and energy, like you said, um you do yourself a disservice because uh you end up letting bad situations almost you almost welcome them in a way I know this sounds awful because I know because I used to do it um where you say okay well I'm sure it'll be better tomorrow maybe it's me something's wrong with me at the moment so I need to make myself more like this and then that will mean that all those nasty people will suddenly become nicer to me no they won't they're, they're being nasty because you know they they have some insecurities they have some pain within them that they're repressing and it's coming out in the form of uh being nasty to you <laughs> Um, and nothing that you do to change yourself will change them. You need to let people change themselves. You can radiate happiness and light, but you don't have to do anything. You don't have to put yourself out there and actually um, try to change, actively change people uh, in your workplace or around you because it, it will be a losing battle.
0: Yes, yeah, people really have to change themselves. And I think that's. Yeah, where where many people get stuck because they always think, oh yeah, but I I will be able to change that person and uh, then it's not going to happen. And I think it also has to do a lot with with self-love because when you really love yourself or even yeah respect yourself um that's like when you feel okay if there's a complete disconnect i'm i'm leaving the situation or a toxic people because i know that it's not good for myself and i love myself enough to not let that happen to me over and over again for years like many people are stuck in jobs or in situations for decades even, and it's become the new normal. And it's also so important to reclaim your power and um, know that this is not normal (laughs) or that you don't have to uh, put up with this.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And it's, I mean, for me personally, and it's, it's going back to meditation, meditation is a wonderful tool for you to be able to get back to yourself and to reclaim your power because you're just with you there's there's no other um external things to confuse you or to draw you in it's just you so you're able to open yourself up and you're able to actually feel what it's like to be you um and when you said before like when you're an emotional person i really feel like saying you're an emotional person gets a really bad rep and actually all you're doing is honoring who you are. I mean, emotional just means letting yourself feel the emotions that naturally pass through you. Why is that such a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're constantly like shouting at people and getting angry because you have a lot of anger <laughs> as an emotion. Yeah, that might be a bad thing. But if you I mean, I'll watch uh, an advert on TV and I'll cry immediately now. Now that never used to happen to me. Like if you said that to me, I don't know, five, six years ago, I'd be like, What no? But because I'm happy and because I'm comfortable being myself because of how much I've meditated and been with myself, I'm not embarrassed at all that I feel emotions very strongly. I think it's amazing. It's like a superpower.
0: Yeah, me too. And while I was saying that, I was thinking the same thing that um, when you say that you're an emotional person, it gets a bad rap. And even while growing up, or people were saying, "Yeah, you're too shy, too sensitive, too emotional." But actually, it's a beautiful thing to to like be also soft, and especially yeah. in this society, that's <laughs> so much yeah. fun in this Yang energy, and. Now I actually love it about myself, but um, while growing up it was so hard because I thought, okay, it's um, totally wrong. I have to shut this down. And now that's um, also why I eat a plant-based diet, or also like some other things. Every time I see something that that's um, yeah, just unfair, you know, in the world like these injustices that happen, I cry yeah. very easily. Or also uh, when I I don't really like to watch. Uh, violent things on tv let alone Mm. um yeah horror movies or stuff like that Um, oh
1: no no me neither oh my goodness no i can't i can't (laughs) actually process it (laughs)
0: because i'm always like i want to help the person um like in this series (laughs) but i can't and then i always have to like um yeah close my eyes or yeah just uh, yeah escape of it from this um situation but now i'm not ashamed of it anymore and um i it's just a part of um being human really and um even if like that never happens or rarely happened but even if something really emotional would happen like uh, in public and i would uh, like t- start crying i mean mm. now i i wouldn't like I wouldn't um, feel ashamed or anything and it's actually sad that uh, feeling emotional is associated with uh, so much yeah yeah negative like has this um, negative reputation in in society
1: (laughs) I think just that so much that is associated with being feminine is considered to be wrong in our society Um, I mean like (laughs) like you you can reel off a whole list can't you like I mean, yeah. even if you go to, uh, to periods, oh no, that's ra- that's wrong. We can't talk about that. Um, you know, crying. Oh, oh God, we can't cry. That's embarrassing. Or,
0: um, or anything that like women do. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: And when having female energy is, I mean, you're not you if you don't have that. <laughs> I don't understand why it's considered to be um, like a really. Uh, amazing thing <laughs> if you can uh, show how numb you are to things why is that a wonderful thing when people say like oh yeah no that didn't affect me at all or um oh no I, I love horror films because of blah blah why is that something that's amazing that you're able to numb yourself so so much to not uh empathize at all to be able to completely disconnect yourself um from what you're watching on the screen or from what you're hearing or um and i mean you know with all the kind of music culture and everything that we have in terms of like popular music i mean every single song is about how you know you don't care about anybody or anything and how um you know you're you're just here for the money you are here for whatever it is but like why is that so popular i don't understand <laughs>
0: Me neither, but I'm sure that there will also be a paradigm shift again. I think it won't last forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I hope
0: so. Yeah, especially if more and more people um, just yeah step into their um, power again and also into their femininity. Um, I, I, I truly think that um, you're then able to inspire so many other people. I also love this quote by Gandhi. um it goes like this and um, be the change you wish to see in the world and that's so true basically because the only person you can change right now is yourself and by changing your behavior and the meaning you give to things and how you show up in the world um, yeah then inspires other people and then will will eventually um, change the world <laughs> somehow and like in some way <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And you're doing that right now with this podcast.
0: Yay. And you as well as my amazing guest. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So that's, um, yeah, that's so, so important um, to me, like really inspiring other people. Also, one example was when I, when I was, um, yeah, probably... 18 i started going to parties as i already told you and um, drinking because i thought okay now i finally i have to fit in somehow i just have had this space it lasted like two or three years (laughs) and um and then when i found back to my true self i uh, realized well, I actually don't like it. I don't like going to parties and um, eating junk food and drinking all the time. And then I stopped drinking and also telling uh, my friends at the time about it and just saying, saying yeah, okay, from one day to the next, um, I'm not drinking anymore. And um, mm. the crazy thing is that so many people now say, oh, wow, like you really inspired me to also do that and to be proud of that because um, at first like when you do it when you say things in a way like hmm um, yeah I really I don't want to drink um, yeah of course people will <laughs> then come to you and ask yeah but are you are you sure and what I'm no. doing is like when you really um, are in your own power and you really feel feel your authentic self and what you want to do i always say like yeah i'm not drinking and i'm I'm happy with it like really just because it's just me you know it's just and now nobody ever questioned anything again like people just accept it if you are your true self because so many people are afraid of like what other people might say if they make a change um, in their lives because it's so hard to also change your self-image because people have known you like this for a while now. But actually, if you say it in a way that it's completely authentic to you and your truth, people won't question mm-hmm. it anymore because it's it's just who you are. <laughs> it's all about like con- like saying it in a confident way and like owning, owning it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, about the alcohol thing as well um I mean you said that you've always felt like that for me personally um so I used to obviously drink and everything at university um and go out to parties and all the rest um and then about five years ago when I started to feel more of my power and when I used to when I started to uh reach out more to my spirituality it's like the floodgates of sensitivity opened in me and I couldn't drink anymore so I will get drunk off of like one glass of wine it's like it's like my um my body has become so I don't know like finely tuned um I I can't numb myself down to have even you know two glasses of wine because honestly I will be so drunk (laughs) Like I'm like it's a joke now in my family that I can't I can't drink anything, um, and and it and it honestly I mean I'm sure you feel the same way because you said you don't um, like drinking alcohol anymore. But I mean I'll have a glass of champagne or prosecco or whatever if it's like a special occasion. But um, other than that, if I drink, to me now. It tastes like uh, something wrong. Like I shouldn't be drinking this. Like it tastes like. I mean, I don't want to say poison, but it does, Honestly, honestly, it's like my body's like, no, you, you shouldn't be having this. This isn't. Uh, we don't want to accept this.
0: Yeah, my body has the same reaction. Actually, <laughs> I think it's also when you um, become like. Yeah, more in tune um, with your truth and um, yeah, your authentic self. Um, also, your body is telling you or uh, like giving you signs what's good for you and what's not so good for you. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I definitely experienced that as well. Yeah,
1: it, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, it, honestly, it happened like overnight for me, and so now me and my partner just barely ever drink um, because we we don't really have any need for it anymore. Um, it, it's not really necessary for for me to have a a nice experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm already happy like this, and also then when I wasn't drinking anymore, but I was still going to parties um, mm-hmm. sometimes, and um, people were like, "Oh my God, you're sober, really?" <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, it's also crazy that this is also um, yeah considered normal that you need something to to then be yourself and be crazy bubbly whatever um yeah that's you need this as a requirement and um i think also like with meditation and personal growth then you find that everything um is already yeah on the inside you you don't need anything else um or you don't need to numb yourself because that's also what some people are doing but yeah <laughs>
1: No, I I completely agree with you. I mean, when I'm giving my meditation sessions, um, I do them every Sunday. And um, I always make sure that when I'm doing them, I'm constantly giving like beautiful, happy messages to people while they're in that, um, that state of receiving that you are okay, just as you are, you are enough just as you are. And I just, I just use them the entire way through. Because I feel like it's so important that people have, if I'm going to be their guided um, person, to have that message filtered through their system constantly and as many times as I possibly can in a session because quite often their inner voice is not going to be telling them that, it's going to be telling them that they're not good enough and that they need something else to make them better um, and unfortunately alcohol seems to be uh, almost like people feel like it's a free pass for them to be able to be themselves, to be able to say the emotions they actually feel and all of the rest of it. And you don't need alcohol to do that. You can just be that. And it's okay. You don't have to be scared. But We want to see the real you. Everybody wants to see the authentic, wonderful you. I mean, that, that's that's why people love going to see people um, singing on the stage because they think, wow, look at that person just singing their heart out there. They're really in their truth when they're doing that. Um, and so, everyone wants to see you do that. <laughs> nobody wants to see you have to get drunk to be that person.
0: Yes, oh my God, because um, I also love singing. Um, I'm not opera um, singing like you, but I also love singing. And yeah, it's so, so true. And also, when I sing, I feel really aligned with myself. It's so, I just love it. it. always. It's also one of those things I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> Um and yeah, it's it amazing it feel so so good <laughs> so I can totally it's so amazing that um you also do you still do um opera singing uh
1: as yeah yeah job yeah opera? so yeah, so I do still do opera um and the recitals and things I told you about that is all opera that i I use in those, so I do improvisation as well, but it's all kind of in a classical. Um, operatic tradition and i do still do operas here and there i'm more uh picky <laughs> with the type I, I do now so um i kind of i want to be aligned with the purpose of it and the people who are running it um you know I, i'm not just gonna be saying yes to to everything and anything um anymore because of the you know toxic situations i've been in before um but yeah i do still sing operatically and. Um, I mean, it, it's, a, it's something that I'm kind of working with in terms of letting myself be completely aligned when I am singing operatically. Because uh, for such a long time, uh, I was, throughout my training and, um, you know, as an opera singer, you train for so many years. Um, and obviously having years and years of people telling you that uh, openly you're, you're not good enough, or you need to be more like this, or like that, and just being quite nasty, it starts to rub off on you, obviously, <laughs> and on your inner voice, yeah. um, and especially uh, for that specific thing. So, I mean, I'm working on it at the moment uh, with like, my own inner journey on really allowing myself to be completely open when I am singing, because I'm so used to, from my previous uh, time in opera, Completely shutting myself down when I sing because I was always so used to having to brace myself for any criticism straight after I sang. Uh, which I, I mean, if anybody listening to this is a professional singer, they'll know what I mean. Um, I mean, if it, it's kind of sad because when you when you go and see somebody sing on the stage, you think, oh my goodness, it's so glorious! Like, oh, it's just so wonderful to hear someone have such a beautiful voice and to be singing like that um but they don't realize that a lot of the years leading up to that um and even if there's critics sitting in the audience that night um people enjoy being nasty for some reason <laughs> and so you know you'll have 100 people who will say that was incredible i loved what you did and there'll be one person who will really go out of their way to say something quite demeaning and that's what will uh, stick with you inside and sometimes what can govern uh you know your inner voice and telling you whether you can be open or not when you're doing that thing
0: yeah I think it's so important not to overwhelm you that but it's also a process and I, I didn't even know that um because I love classical music I, I sing mm-hmm. and I also play the violin um oh wow. so <laughs> yeah um but I I didn't know that that when um you're in opera singer that there are people who are so nasty to you and so mean like i like as when you're just um sitting in the audience or i was also playing um in an orchestra but then um like the critics they don't point out like one specific person but when you're um on the stage by yourself it's probably a different story but it's actually shocking to me how that's actually happening because I'm always like so um like so in awe when I see somebody just being themselves and just sharing their art with the world. I think it's so beautiful and yeah <laughs> but at but the yeah. same time so many people appreciate it um yeah I, I I hope most people see it like me though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, th- this is why I started singing in a, in a different way. That's why I'm, I've been putting on my own recitals um, in conjunction with like music festivals and museums and things like that. Um, and doing it on my own terms because I wanted to be able to reclaim my power in every single aspect of my life. Um, and that was the, the biggest one I wanted to reclaim back. And I'm in the process. I mean, we're all in the process of evolving and changing all the time. But that is something that a lot of my focus is going into, um, because when I do sing and I'm singing in my total alignment, it's a mad as you said, it's a magical experience, isn't it? Like you feel heavenly.
0: Yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, um, and I think it's also important to to practice the things that you love every single day, <laughs> because. Um, yeah. That's also something like when I'm not singing, which happens very rarely, <laughs> but if I don't <laughs> do anything that's related to um, music, I, I don't really feel like myself or I feel a bit, um, yeah, detached from myself. And if it's like for some people, it's odd, like you're doing both, which is like super amazing. you also, um, I saw also your artwork on your website. Um, oh, yeah yeah or for some people it's cooking or dancing and i think it's also so important to like besides of all the like 3d stuff you have to do <laughs> like um yeah besides your job um that you also uh, think about the things that you really love doing and then doing them as often as you can because I've also seen many people who then um, just start working, um, sometimes even 60 or 70 hours per week or even more than that. And they never ever think about, okay, what actually makes me happy? What are my like passions? And yeah, it's so important to also nurture them.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's one of those things that if you keep telling yourself, I'm working so that I can afford the time to be able to do this it's not going to happen you have to make time you don't you don't work more in order to get more money to make time that doesn't make any sense <laughs> and I think that's like a, a lie that a lot of people tell themselves um and maybe because they're frightened to be their authentic self and they're frightened to do the things that they love because they haven't done them for such a long time um, but I'm definitely at the school of thought that Uh, you don't have to choose only one thing to be because you are not a one-sided person you're multifaceted you have so many beautiful sides to you and if you're if you're good at something or something lights you up why are you not doing it it doesn't matter there's no there's no timeline there's no linear structure to this it's not oh, I love jewellery. So that means I have to have a jewellery line in the next four years. No, it's, I love jewellery. I've always wanted to make some jewellery. Okay, I'm going to get one of those little kits and I'm just going to have a little little try. I'm going to start now. Why not? You know, give yourself an hour um, at the end of, on a Wednesday, I don't know, and, and have a little tinker around with it and have a go. And then you'll just, you'll be lighting yourself up and you'll be doing something you enjoy and it will make your life, as you said, more 3D. It will bring you to life, because what's the point in living if, if you're not actually living?
0: Yes, and um, I also like when you were talking about jewelry. I sometimes like to think of people like um, like we're like diamonds, and we have so many beautiful facets, and it's so important right. to live all of them and also to um, yes, just show them to the world like all your beautiful sides, and you don't have to fit into a box, or be normal, and just do one uh, cubicle job your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you can do so many yeah. things, and we only have this one life. And um, I think it's also where some people um, also fall into the trap of, um, then they're working a job to basically um, compensate for their low self-worth, so they can tell other people, oh, I'm working this job. They're actually not liking it. Um, but then they can say, oh, and look, I have this car, I have this house and so on. And, but that's never going to make you happy. It's so important to, yeah, that, that happiness is your North Star, basically, and not um, looking good to other people who are not even, yeah, there for you yeah. or friends. And yeah, but that also has a lot to do about like with confidence and really stepping like um, into your authentic truth.
1: No I, no, I completely agree with you. And you know you said that people are like diamonds. Uh, it's pretty funny because just the other day, my, my last meditation I did with everyone was, I called it the, the crystalline heart meditation. Um, and my, my meditations, uh, they just come to me. So I get a pen and my meditation book and then I just start automatic writing and that's how they come out. Um, and so this one was about your heart center like your soul being a beautiful multifaceted crystal that's within you. Um and the light and the radiance that shines out of that is incredible. And if you do the things that you love and you are the person that you are, it will shine because you're not putting anything in its way. You're not trying to dim yourself and make yourself smaller. You're just allowing yourself to grow. Um and Really, everybody loves that. Everyone's drawn to people who are like that. So, so why not?
0: Oh wow, that's such a beautiful analogy. I love it. Oh, and um, how can people find uh your uh, like the meditations you're giving, <laughs> or how can they find out about it?
1: So you can go to my website, which is thedivineheart.co.uk. Um, And it's important to put .co.uk in it (laughs) Um, because it's a UK site. Um, And uh, you can go there and on my website, I have got all of the links to joining my meditation. Uh, The first session is completely free. um, And I also have my divine heart readings on there. If you have any deep soul questions that you want some answers for, um, I provide readings and uh, I channel any answers. Uh, for you as well and you'll also uh, have some uh, unique affirmations that I will be handwriting um, and uh, sending to you so that you can keep practicing and keep growing even after our session is over um, I also have the art on there as well and any singing events that I'm doing
0: oh that's amazing um, because um just for people to find you I think your Instagram was also um the divine heart but divided by a dot basically the dot divine dot heart (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and um yeah just one question i always uh, want to ask all of my podcast guests at the end of the podcast um is because the podcast is called um like crazy happy mind shift (laughs) um what (laughs) what has been um yeah one really important or powerful mind shift in your life it doesn't have to be the most important because i know it's hard to come up with one but just like one mind shift that really helped you
1: um just knowing how special i truly am and knowing that every single person is unique and special i mean when you just get your head around that um how unique and how beautiful the things we have to offer are It seems mad that we would ever try to hide them in the first place. So yeah, just tell yourself that. I am special. I am unique. I am wonderful. And yeah, you'll have an amazing, crazy, what was it, crazy? Crazy happy. Crazy
0: (laughs) happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say the wrong words. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but it's so true. And also, when you talk to people, and um, yeah, you you didn't even know that about them, but then all of a sudden you you uh, realize that they're amazing dancers or good cooks or yeah, we have so many um, yeah special gifts, and um, yeah, that's, they're really too um, yeah precious and special to hide them from the world. And yeah, that's yeah, so, so cool. true. Oh thank you so much for being on the show it was it was so much fun <laughs> talking thank to you, you so much, Jennifer. Yeah I had such a lovely time thank you so
1: much for inviting me on
0: So I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did <laughs> and that you can uh, take so many helpful tips and all the information chloe shared and apply it to your everyday life because that's what it's all about (laughs) and um, yeah if you want to find out more about chloe and everything she's doing and maybe you also want to join her uh, meditation circle on sunday and um, for that i leave you the link um, in the description box so you can check that out and I would also be happy to uh talk to you about um certain topics that we yeah talked about in the episode and um feel free to share your thoughts and um i will do it like this that i um, create an instagram post for every episode i record and then uh, we can talk about it in the comment section so yeah feel free to do that and i wish you um a beautiful day and um, yeah always remember that you're an amazing beautiful and unique person and also remember to take good care of yourself because um, I experienced this this week or I had to remind myself of this because sometimes I get so immersed in my work or whatever I'm doing that I forget to drink enough or also sometimes yeah to take um, yeah care of my body and give it the love it deserves so um, yeah <laughs> just a little reminder for you and I'm looking forward to, um, yeah, seeing you or um, talking to you again next week. <laughs> Bye.